COVID really made it so that both academics and extracurriculars really took a big hit. And not every family, not every student was in a place to or had the resources to continue to do something cool, to continue to do something awesome. All right. Hello and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions consultant who works with students from all over the world to help them realize their academic and college dreams. If you like what you were hearing and you want to get more of it, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you are getting this. In addition, please do follow us and hit that bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. All right. Today, first of all, we have hit 10,000 plus downloads. Hooray! Thank you so much for everyone who has subscribed, who is listening, who has offered feedback, who has asked questions. Thank you all so much. It means a lot. When we first started this podcast, we're like, oh, I just have a lot that I want to share with people about what is becoming an increasingly complex process. And why don't I just sit down and just talk for 20 minutes every week? But it's been really cool to hear all the feedback, to know that this is helping families, helping students make better decisions, make more strategic decisions about what they want to be doing for their future. So thank you, everybody, for continuing to follow and to listen and to provide feedback and to support this podcast. And in the next couple of weeks, we'll have some big stuff to announce regarding this podcast and regarding where that where all of this information may be going next. So thank you so much again, and stay tuned for that as well. All right, today's big topic. One of the things that I have been getting a lot from families, a lot of families have been coming in lately through our diagnostics, through our talks, and they are asking a lot of questions about alternatives to the U.S. And this is a fair question, I think, especially given not just everything that is happening in the U.S., that is a valid aspect of it, especially for international students, but far more so than that, it is the cost. And I was helping a student prepare their financial forms and looking over things for a couple different schools last week. And we were adding up the different tuitions for different schools and just going through the websites. And most schools are going to be, for international students, are going to be in the high 60s all the way up to the 80,000 range per year. And that doesn't include airfare. It doesn't include books. It doesn't include all the kind of miscellaneous things that go into traveling and getting an education abroad. And so for many families, this is very, very, very cost prohibitive. And so if you add on to that, the a lot of political turmoil that is happening, the rise in anti-Asian, anti-Asian American, anti-Pacific Islander sentiment on campuses, and the just general sense that there is a lot of instability along with massive exodus of professors and a lot of skepticism, as I brought up in previous podcasts, about the state of higher education in the U.S. of late. We've had a lot of families coming in asking what other possibilities are there. I've started this whole time. I've only really thought about the U.S. as, as an option. But now that we look at the state of things, we really want to explore some other options. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time diving into probably what I would consider to be 
the main alternative and talk about the differences, not just in the education, but also in the application process. Because for many students, especially for many students who, for whom COVID was tough, COVID really made it so that both academics and extracurriculars really took a big hit. And not every family, not every student was in a place to, or had the resources to continue to do something cool, to continue to do something awesome. Prepare for your next academic year on topics you need. SAT, math, science, English, and more. TA families are arranging customized intensive courses of study so that their children can better prepare for the next academic year. From private instruction to group classes, our students learn in their most comfortable setting with the right tutors. Start planning today so that you're ready for the next year. Visit tokyoacademics.com to schedule a meeting with us and learn more. That's tokyoacademics.com. And so I want to really talk about this next set of schools in the context of that as well. And so the group of schools that I want to talk about and look a little bit more into are schools in the United Kingdom. And so that is not limited to London. It's not limited to Britain. It is obviously going to include Ireland, Scotland, Wales, right? That whole entire group of UK schools have many, many, many options that exist. But before jumping right into thinking about applying to those schools, it's important to understand how they are different, why it may be beneficial for you as a student who is thinking of applying and how then if you are interested to go about doing it. Okay, so today is going to be kind of this, hopefully it will be helpful for families to understand and realize that it's not just Harvard, Stanford, Yale, right? There are many, many good schools. This is something that I've been trying to advocate for and preach is that universities across the board, right? At some level, once you are above a certain tier are all gonna be great. And it's far more about fit than it is about name brand or about anything else. And so I wanted to take some time to dive into that. So let's get started. So the UK and the application process, let's start there. The application process is pretty different from the US. With the US, you can apply to as many schools as you want. Every school has their own application process. They have their own supplements. They have their own video supplements. You can submit a portfolio if you want. It's kind of all over, right? And each school runs it individually, which makes sense because many of these schools are private institutions, so they can kind of set up their application process however they want. And so even though there is the Common App, there is Coalition, at the end of the day, the, the process for applying to each school is actually highly individualistic. The UK is a little bit different. The UK uses what is known as UCAS as your application system and actually places some limits. While the US, you can apply to as many schools as you want, UCAS and applying to the UK, you're only allowed to apply to five. This can be a great thing and a stressful thing at the same time. On one level, it really limits you, right? And it means that you do have to really take your time to do your research. You can't willy-nilly just be like, ah, if I know, if I recognize the name, I'm going to apply for it because who knows? The other part is that you have to do your research. You need to know why you're putting these schools on your list. At the same time, it does mean that there are going to be schools that are great for you that you're going to be leaving off that list. So pros and cons there. The two biggest, most well-known schools, of course, are Oxford and Cambridge. You can only apply to one of those. Okay, So on your five schools, you can apply to four schools 
wherever throughout the United Kingdom and then one of Oxford or Cambridge. And so you will just be applying to those five schools. You will only be writing one essay. For students who are thinking about the, have been thinking about the U.S. for some time and have heard from their seniors about, oh my God, so many essays, all these supplements, the why this school, and then I have to talk about finding X for you, Chicago. Ah! For the U.K., it's one essay. And it is a personal statement. It is a straightforward essay just about why do you want to study what you want to study and what qualifications do you have? It is very straightforward. It's around uh, 4,000 characters. Uh, and so it's uh, not going to be that long either. It's basically about a page and a half uh, at, at its max. And so um, and so that becomes really, really helpful in terms of simplifying the process. In addition to that, the main criteria that they're going to look into are your grades. All of this hullabaloo for the U.S. about I not only need to be an amazing student, I also need to be captain of three teams and need to be a performing violinist and need to have started my own charity that has raised $100,000 and I need to have published my own research. All of that insanity around you not just being an awesome student but a superstar in every other area of your life doesn't really apply to the U.K., um, those are nice, but in terms of their admissions process, they really are just considering their academics, right? They're considering your test scores. So if you're IB, if you are on the IB system, they are looking at your predicted scores. If you are in the U.S. system, they will be looking at an SAT, ACT, or they'll be looking at your APs. Many universities base it off of a how you averaged on uh, over across five APs, right? If you get three fives and two fours across the relevant subjects, you're good to go for pretty much every school. So that's kind of the difference here is that a lot of what makes inherently makes the U.S. application system complicated and part why I have a job, right? All of that stuff kind of goes away when it comes to the U.K. application. And for a lot of students, that is ideal. I work with many students, especially students who are coming from a more uh, local educational system here in Japan, uh, in Asia in general, where the whole concept of extracurricular versatility and awesomeness isn't a thing. School is school. Do school. And so they have excellent grades. They work very hard. They are very intelligent, but they don't realize until their sophomore or their junior year when they come talk to me or they come talk they talk to their school counselor and mention that they're interested in going to the u.s that oh you also need to be awesome in all of these other different areas this also applies to students who have been were affected by the social isolation and the shutting down of opportunities due to covid that maybe you, you shifted your focus and all you could really do was your academics and your grades are amazing but opportunities got cut short. Um, your teams didn't travel or compete at all. All of those different things mean that all you really have to show for yourself are your grades. And in the U.S., that weirdly, in the U.S., that is detrimental to your overall application. In the U.K., it doesn't matter. In the U.K., that's all you need. You're perfectly ready to go. Okay, And so those are initial things about the application process. You only apply to five schools. You can only apply to one of the one of Oxford or Cambridge. And the essay is very straightforward and they don't really care about your extracurricular activities. OK, 
Okay, so all of those pieces are important in terms of thinking about the UK as an option. Now, the flip side is that when you are applying to these five schools, you pretty much need to know what your major is. The US, most universities give you around two years, your first two years to really explore. And most universities, regardless of title, most universities operate off of a liberal arts concept in that you are allowed to slash required to take a lot of different courses, to take courses across a lot of different fields that we really care about breadth. And then you having the opportunity to choose amongst that breadth what you want to go deep in on. UK schools don't really do this. There are a few exceptions, but by and large, UK schools expect you to know what you want to study at point of application. And so when you are applying to these universities, the five schools, you are usually going to have to apply for the same program or the same type of program. If you want to study biology, you will be applying for the biology program at each of these five schools because your essay will be expected to address that. And you don't get to write different essays for different schools. It's one essay for every school. And so there are some limitations there. You do need to know what you want to study or think you know what you want to study. And you won't get that liberal arts exploration process quite as much when you are applying to the UK. Listeners of this podcast know that admission rates have never been lower. It's not enough to just have the high GPA. In this ultra-competitive climate, stunning essays make you stand out against your peers. Tokyo Academics Essay Counseling offers personalized attention by specially trained counselors familiar with expectations of each type of application essay, provided at extremely competitive rates. One of our expert essay counselors will create a customized plan to tailor all of your application essays to fit your narrative, goals, and background. We ensure that each essay tells a story only you can. We have specialists for schools across the US, UK, Japan, and more. Summer is the best time to get a head start on your essays. Contact us at essay at tokyoacademics.com for a free diagnostic today. And then the flip-flip side is that for many UK universities, what this means is because you're coming in knowing pretty much what you want to study, that means you get to graduate in three years. And so most UK universities, with the exception of schools that offer a work-study program where you get to basically, it's basically a co-op similar to Northeastern's, where you get to spend the whole year with a company and you work there and that counts towards your graduation. So some schools will have this and that of course will extend it to four years, but you are walking away with an entire year's worth of work experience that you get to put on your resume. Um, by and large, most programs are going to be three years only. Okay, so for families who are concerned about budget, for families who are concerned about the the overall qualifications and the craziness that is the U.S. application process. The U.K. offers a shortened academic timeline, which means that you are saving an entire year's worth of tuition. It is a much more straightforward process. You do not really need to worry about building out a lot of these other elements that the U.S., um, the competitiveness for U.S. applications seems to require. Right? Just focus on your grades. And so 
those would be kind of some of the possibilities, right? Some of the things to be thinking about for your universities. And obviously, most students who then start to look into this direction, right, they are going to focus on London because London, of course, makes a ton of sense for students who are thinking about England. Right? First thing they're going to think about is the big city. And of course, there are many good schools that are there. UCL is fantastic. The London School of Economics is phenomenal. King's is great. And so there are, of course, many, many, many good options within London itself. But if you are interested in the UK, there are many other schools that have phenomenal programs that are outside of this. Right? The University of Edinburgh is amazing. And St. Andrews is phenomenal. And I was talking with a couple different students and they were looking into going into business. And so we were just casually looking into oh, what are the business schools? What are the schools that offer business programs in the UK? And the University of Strathclyde, right? came up as being one of the top business universities. So there are all of, there are these schools and of course the UK also has its own set of rankings based on major based on a lot of different other uh, based on a lot of different other criteria. But there are many universities there that can provide excellent opportunities for you to go into. It just requires you to as always take some time and do some of your own research. Okay, so for students who are thinking about alternatives, who really are looking into, I just want to broaden my options, the UK may be worth looking into, even if you are still applying to the US, because again, the application process is not complex. It's finding your five schools. It's writing a short, straightforward personal narrative. It doesn't need to be flashy or super creative or have this incredible metaphor that ties through it. It just needs to be, I love chemistry. Here's why I love chemistry. I'm super psyched about psych and here's why, right? And you just, and you just explain yourself. And of course it comes with the benefits of, it's a cheaper tuition overall and just a more straightforward process. As a result, it's not adding that much ad additional effort or additional time to your overall application. So worth thinking about, there of course are other countries that have other processes as well, right? Right above the US is Canada. There are some incredible schools there. They are more similar to the UK application system and that they're primary con primarily concerned with academic results, right? And, uh, and there are some options there. Australia, same way, right? It's all about how are you performing academically? That is going to determine whether or not you get accepted. Uh, and so there are many different places to start to stretch your vision a little bit if you are wanting to receive an excellent education, but aren't fully confident in the educational experience that you may be receiving in the U.S., or just want to have options, right? Which is perfectly fair in a competitive reality, competitive admissions reality like this one. Okay, so that's kind of really what I wanted to talk about. We've had my, many families come in with those concerns, so I kind of wanted to address those here on this podcast and point you all in just a direction for you to consider if if you are thinking about some alternatives, or if you just feel that your application is in a situation where it's not going to be all that competitive for whatever reason. These past couple of years have really thrown a lot of things for a loop. 
And, and so that also does mean, though, that where you are thinking about for university should also, should also expand so that you have a greater awareness of what is out there. Hopefully this was helpful to all of you. Hopefully this gives you some additional options to consider when thinking about your, when trying to finalize your list, which many of you rising seniors should be, should already have done. But if you are still thinking about your final list and you're like, ah, I, I don't know how I'm going to be viewed in terms of my extracurriculars, in terms of my essays, in terms of my teacher recommendation. I don't, I'm not sure how I'm going to be viewed, but I know my grades are good. Think about the UK, look into some of the schools, look into some of the programs, come talk to me, right? There are options. There are many, many options to consider when you expand your view of what is an acceptable education to the rest of the world. All right. Thank you for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusunoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on UK schools and expanding your application horizons. Do join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support, as always, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your platform of choice. Do follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications as well to stay up to date. We also do regularly host events, uh, both in person and online. One of those is coming up in a couple weeks on August 28th. Uh, that is a Sunday in the evening in Japan time. I will be hosting a talk on the why the school essay, your supplements. These are a big, big deal. Uh, now more than ever. So if you are a senior and you're like, oh, what do I do with my supplements? Or if you're a, a rising junior and like, I want to understand this process uh, ahead of the, ahead of time, please do come and sign up and you can register for that at tokyoacademics.com slash events. That is tokyoacademics.com slash events. All right, that's it for today. Thank you again for helping us at the, the 10,000 download milestone. And remember, to getting in is getting ready. Thank you.